You're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Behrens, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Behrens, 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show. It's still the quarantined episode. Oh, my gosh. This is episode 88. How long have we been on lockdown now? 187 days now. (laughs) Feels like five years. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And they just announced last night we go through April 30th. We're going to do it some more. We're getting good at it. Yeah. We're getting getting really good at doing nothing. We're getting so good at it, we forgot to do a podcast last week. (laughs) I totally forgot it was Monday last week. And then we were kind of like, it was a day where they were trying to figure out if we were going on complete lockdown here where we live. So it was, I don't know. Well, we kind of got glued to the TV. I hate that. And yeah, I hate it too. And we've we've broken away from that. Initially, we did, you know, we probably watched too much news trying to get updates. And now we've we've uh, we've got it where we do it only once or twice a day. We check in with the news and then we check out. I try to get like the the just the blurb, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I'll I'll go back if there was a press conference with President Trump and the task force. I'll go and kind of scrub through that and yeah. get the actual what he said, not what the media says that he said, because yes. they screw that up a lot. You have to watch the actual press conference, because if you just check the news headlines, they always make them up. Yeah, and I'm not trying to make this a political thing, but it really is enlightening to actually hear what he says and then look at a headline, because it's like, what? This doesn't what? make any sense. You are lying, and that's so. it's happening a lot. So people do, you know get swayed by those headlines and if you don't go actually hear it from the horse's mouth the source yeah then you don't really know what's going on so you know i I try to go to those to get the information yeah and it's just not trump and the media it's everybody that says anything uh in public whether it's the 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 doctors dr fauci or the other uh, doctor up there or or whoever the briefs they always take what they they say and they completely either distort it or blow it out of proportion. And that's what grinds my gears with the media. And it's not one source. It's all the sources. I'm not pointing out any one media source. It's all of them that they are they're creating a panic. Like it, it's their job. Their job is to create panic, and that's what they're doing. Well, and I know that this is a really stressful time for people. And when you do get locked into those headlines and when you, you, you see the – the scare tactics or whatever. We're already kind of scared, guys. Come on, you don't have to really thrust it on us. We're we're already that way because we can't live our normal lives. So the media, their job's already done. They don't have to try right now. A lot of people are worried. But um, the big thing is, you know, try to stay informed, but try to get to the actual source of who said what so that you don't get misinformed. Yeah, don't. again, it goes back to don't believe everything you read. And I read a, a great quote from Thomas Jefferson, and this was back in 1807. Oh, I liked this. And he recommended that nobody read newspapers because of how the news was portrayed. 
And he, he said that people who didn't read the newspaper were probably better informed than people that did. Yeah, because they were being lied to in the newspaper even back then. So, yeah. So <laughs> what's happening changed. is nothing new. This is not a new thing that, that you know, people who, who try to report, they grandstand and try to make it greater than it is. So you'll pay attention. But just know that's happening and take that into account. Oh, somebody. And my phone is off. Oh, okay. I thought it was. Maybe. It wasn't. <laughs> I can't see. Anyway. Okay, anyway, so that's all we got for today. Uh, (laughs) We're done. We're going to go back into hibernation now. No, seriously, this has been a really strange time. And I I will say that since 9-11 and that word surreal got thrown around so much back during that time and they got way overused, this is the first time I feel like it's okay to use it. And it's in context that this is really kind of surreal. Um, we saw a video of them flying over L.A. and there's like no traffic. That's like, what? <laughs> right. It, it is weird. But here's the good news is it's going to be okay. Like we're going to come out of this. They're going to they're going to find uh, whether a treatment or an antiviral or a vaccine. They're going to find something that's going to help against this. And what's going to be great is when it's all over, the the feeling of elation that everyone is going to have. Right. And, you know, it will be a little bit kind of like, I don't know, tiptoeing back into regular life. I don't know if people will stampede back into it or if they'll tiptoe back into it. Some people are going to stampede back into the gym for sure. Well, I know a bunch of ladies are going to be go getting their nails done and their hair done (laughs) and all the things that ladies do. And I was really glad when this happened that I don't get my nails done because I've seen people having to soak their nails off and it freaks me out. Well, you know. I feel bad for them. Hair colors, um, you know. Anyway, that's not important stuff, but yes, I have a lot of gray hair showing right now. It's all very interesting stuff that people, you, you know, you don't, you don't sit around and think about what happens if I, if I'm quarantined for 30 days and I can't get a haircut or my You're hair You're not going to be able to get a haircut. You're basically going to be a hippie when this is You're over. You're cutting my hair. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Steve gets a haircut like every two weeks. You're going to be a hippie when this is over. So yeah. we're going to be braiding cornrow in your hair. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying before we came on, I wish they had a on Snapchat, they had like a Rip Van Winkle Snapchat so everybody could do that. Yeah, I think that you might actually have one if you stop shaving by the time <laughs> this is all over. So um, this week, though, we are still under everybody in the whole world, apparently, is under quarantine. And one thing that we were going to talk about is how to stay consistent. A lot of people can't. Well, none of you can go to your gyms. If you don't have gym stuff at home, you're, you know, you're bound to do body weight stuff from now until I don't know when. So how do you stay consistent with everything? And that could be a good thing because a lot of times changing up your program is beneficial. That is so true. I did yoga this morning. Yoga. So that's a good one, Um, you know, that you can, a lot of people don't do yoga because they don't see it as a workout. I tell you what, when I started doing it this morning, I realized that there is a reason why I haven't been doing it. It's not fun when you first start back and you're completely tight and all your muscles are shortened. I realized how bad I need it this well, morning. And you know, and again, they don't see it as a workout and it takes, you know, a good yoga workout is, is 30, 45 minutes yeah. minimum. And so people never invest the time. Well, guess what? Now... You can invest the time. You got nothing else to do. Right. Some of us can. And now we always want to remember all the people who, yes, a lot of us are having to stay home, but a lot of people are still having to go to work. And they're not just having to go to work, they're having to work around the clock. Yeah. So we want to remember those people too that don't get the chance to be bored 
right now. So if you are fortunate enough right now that you are bored, you need to count your blessings. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. So that is something that we need to remember. There's a lot of people who don't have that opportunity right now. Well, I mean, it can be a difficult time across the board. Some people like healthcare providers, uh, you know, grocery store workers, uh, you know, people like that, they're, they're overworking right now. They're mm-hmm. in, they're in hyperdrive. And then you got people that they, they, they can't work, but they need to make money. So they're extremely stressed as well because exactly. now they can't pay their bills. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on. So if we say something that doesn't apply to you, trust me, we're not, we're not ruling you out or are trying to, you know, just not think about you. We're thinking about everybody, but you know, it's really hard to cover all the bases when you talk about things like this. Right. Because we don't know what, you know, everybody's life is like. We just know our life. So we, we just only share know, ours. Yeah, we know what we do. And if it doesn't always apply to you, hey, you know, well, just I know. Keep, keep checking along with what you do. So let's talk a little bit about staying on track. Now, with food... Um, grocery store shopping for some people has been a real struggle. It has. Um, sometimes maybe you're not getting the food you normally get. And this is kind of a wake up call too. to, for some of us, I'm going to talk about myself to not be so spoiled, um, to be flexible and to be, uh, and this is where, when we talk about metabolic flexibility, mm-hmm. um, being able to eat certain things without it causing metabolic derangement right. is really beneficial. And we've kind of experimented with some of that with, um, a few things like I've, instead of having like a keto maple syrup, let's say on a carnivore waffle, I've had regular maple syrup and I've tested my ketones, my blood sugar, to see how I respond. And so far, I have not been kicked out of ketosis one time. And I haven't been taking exogenous ketones because I didn't want to cheat if somebody was going to say that's cheating. Right. So I wanted to see what my body actually did in response to having some extra carbohydrates to see where I am in that metabolic flexibility. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm doing a lot, I'm definitely doing a lot better than when I started this several years ago. Oh yeah, and, and that's kind of an indicator along your journey is when when you start doing things like like we did today, we had a, we had some um, some almond. We were? tried the Birch Bender Keto Pancakes because I had bought some for emergencies and it wasn't an emergency, but I just wanted to try them. Well, we just, yeah, we just wanted to try them because you know, wait, what are we also going to do? So, and then we, you know, waited about an hour, tested our, our blood sugar and our ketones and still in ketosis and yeah. not out of control blood sugar. So that's an indicator that your body is able to deal with what you're putting in it. Right. And maybe I have, you know, we talked a, a little while ago on an episode about type two muscle storage um, of glycogen and mm-hmm. how when you have a bigger tank, you can store more of that glycogen for glycolytic activity. And I've, you know, after lifting heavy or doing HIIT workouts and you build those type 2 muscle fibers, you can have a bit more storage. If you want to know more about that, you can go find that episode. I don't remember what number it is. It's like 80-something. It's in the 80s. (laughs) I don't remember the number. It's the 80s. It's really important. That's one thing about working out that is really cool is that you do get to that point of metabolic flexibility a lot faster um, with building muscle than you do if you're just like steady state cardio only all the time or something like that. You just, you just build that glycogen storage, which was important to me. Lifting weights and also lifting heavy. Now that's not saying that, that doing, you know, steady state cardio is no good. 
it's it's better than sitting on the couch, absolutely, 100%. Right. But you should be out there lifting some weights and building those type 2 muscles to store all that glycogen. And you can absolutely do workouts that are body weight that are going to build those fast twitch muscles right now. Um, pretty much anybody can get out on the street and go sprint. That's a glycolytic activity that builds type 2 muscles. Absolutely. I mean, and that's something that, that I try to build into my run program every week is get out there and do 100-meter sprints. Just, uh, you know, get out there and crank them out. Yeah. So I haven't done that, but I've done a lot of heavy lifting, which is why the yoga is really important because I went to go do that this morning, like I said, and I feel like a wound up. I don't know. I feel like wound tight. You, you I do got to start tight. getting that flexibility back. That's really important as you age, too, to maintain that. But anyway, those are some of the things that we're doing. We're doing our regular workouts. We're fortunate enough to have workout equipment at our house where we can go out, especially if the weather's decent and not pouring down rain, we can get outside and work out. Um, But there's a lot of people sharing a lot of free stuff online right now for workouts at home. If you get lost on your ideas of what to do, um, hit us up. We'll point you in the right direction of some really good... (laughs) Uh, there's so much out there. Everybody <laughs> is forced to come up with a home workout right now. I yeah. mean, every, every person that was ever considered themselves to be a personal trainer on Instagram has some type of home workout. Right. Right. And, and they're all fine. And that's the cool thing is, uh, you can find one that, that you like better than other and, and do that one. And when you get bored, you can go find another one because everybody has them and they're all pretty much applicable because they're working out. Mm-hmm. Yep. They sure are. And something that we also wanted to talk about today is, um, what else did we want to talk about? Well, there's no segue there. We can't talk there about anything now. There isn't anything. No. <laughs> there's other stuff we kind of wrote down to talk about. And one of them that we, we were thinking about was, you know, as we watch the news and we see, try to get more information about the virus and what's going on, you know, that's important to us because we want to see who's getting it and, and who's getting it worse than others. And, of course, they're all talking about the people that have, you know, underlying issues, whether they have diabetes, heart disease, uh, metabolic disorder, any autoimmune or chronic issue. Those are all the people that are at risk. And when we watch that, what we see is a lot of issues that can be solved. Right. So, you know, they talk about people who have died or succumbed to the virus having comorbidities. And like Steve said, those being, and you probably have heard this on the news, those are going to be diabetes, obesity, heart disease, kidney disease, lung disease, all these things that kind of, they all kind of go together. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because I saw a video from Greg Glassman addressing this on CrossFit uh, Health, uh, their website or their YouTube channel, CrossFit's. YouTube channel, and he was talking about all of these diseases. They're they're this bucket of chronic disease, and then you take this virus, and it's like starting a, a trash can fire. And most people who get one of these diseases in that chronic disease bucket, uh, whether it's diabetes, kidney disease, lung disease, heart disease, or obesity, um, often if you have one, you're going to have two, and then if you have two, you're going to likely have three because they build upon one each a, a they build upon each other. Right. Um, kind of like, you know, if you're obese, that might mean you have diabetes, which might mean you have heart disease, which might mean you have kidney disease. I mean, it just kind of goes that route. Well, it's all inflammation. You yes. Know? You're, you're eating inflammatory foods that are ca- causing dysregulation in your body and your system is off. So 
if you have one, you're going to have a, a, a few of them. And that's the whole point is right now is the time for you guys listening. For one, if you're already on your journey and you're healthy, then you should feel a little more secure in yourself about uh, your status as far as if you get it, how you're going to deal with it, how your body is going to deal with it. But also if you have family members that they have any of these underlying issues, now might be the time to talk to them about, hey, these are fixable and you need to take it serious. Right, because all of those diseases are basically food-related. And when we look at them, we know that they are preventable um, for most of the cases that come from a chronic disease state. Then also we know that some of them, if not all of them, can be absolutely reversible. So this is our moment. This is really our time to really talk about this because, you know, we were saying last night that hopefully something good will come out of all of this, um, you know, that we're dealing with right now. Hopefully something will happen where we really look and they see, oh, all these comorbidities are an indicator that someone would be more susceptible to succumbing to this virus and it being fatal. So that means we really need to go back and address the obesity, the diabetes, and the heart disease. We need to start looking at these things. You read something very interesting about cholesterol and patients who were dealing with coronavirus and what they were finding. Yeah, they were, they were finding that people who were in the ICU and they're monitoring their cholesterol, that their cholesterol dipped dramatically. So it went dramatically down, and as soon as they started getting better, it was coming you know, dramatically up. So what they were kind of theorizing is you, don't, you basically don't want to have low cholesterol. And we talk about this so often, that cholesterol is an antioxidant in the body. It's the main antioxidant in the body, and it's the building block to every single cell. Mm -hmm. So if you have damaged lung cells and you don't have good cholesterol levels, then how are you going to build better lung cells after that damage occurs? So all of this stuff that's happening, it could be a way forward to us having a conversation or the medical community having a new conversation about the importance of cholesterol rather than the, you know, demon demonizing it. Right. They're, they're, hopefully they find out that, that high cholesterol is healthier than low cholesterol. Now, there's, there's plenty of studies that show that having too low cholesterol, you know, like 150 and below, I think, is your at much higher risk than having a stroke or a heart attack. That's out there. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, now looking at, hey, we don't want cholesterol below 200. We want it above 200 so our body can fight off infection. It's, it's super important because, um, you know, when we talk about this, when we had our blood work done last, you had had just like, just like a little sniffle cold. It wasn't even a big deal. This was a couple of years ago, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Um, one of the last times we had our blood work done. And your cholesterol was pretty high. Your, especially your LDL was right. really high. And we know that when you have any kind of infection, your LDL will go up to fight that infection. And when you mentioned that all these people, their cholesterol went really low, all I could think of, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, is that the body was using it at a rapid rate right. to try to get rid of the virus, which, you know, this is going to be a really important talking point from this point forward mm -hmm. about cholesterol. And this might actually prove to be a benefit to the to the Nutrition Coalition, to people like that who are trying to get the recommendations from the U.S. Department of Agriculture about our food guideline to be changed. This is, you know, this could help. I'm 
maybe this is the good thing that comes out of the virus. Well, well, hopefully it sheds light on saturated fat because we talked about before how saturated fat is needed for healthy lungs. Right. So, and all these people that, you know, have all these comorbidities, they probably don't have healthy lungs because they don't eat enough saturated fat. Right. And, you know, and there's a difference between eating a bunch of fat and eating the right bunch of fat. Correct. So I grew up, like I've said this so many times, I grew up on, on Crisco shortening and vegetable oil, um, Crisco vegetable oil, which was no vegetable oil at all. But those are terribly processed, highly inflammatory oils that do damage and if you're eating those, then yeah, you might be getting a lot of fat, but it's damaging fat. And that's a big difference between eating that and eating a bunch of fat in that manner and then eating a bunch of fat that is a natural saturated fat from an animal source, mm-hmm. which is what we try to do. And, and we've talked about, you know, try to tie those teams together now as, as the, the rise in asthma, people who have lung issues. Uh, COPD, all those things that have gotten worse over the past 30 years with the just allergies um, it, and allergies in general. It's just the, you know, we've, we switched to these very poor fats, uh, vegetable oils that we take in. Everybody now takes in basically on a daily basis. And now our lungs are getting worse for it. Yeah. And, you know, I did hear on one of the press conferences that, you know, they had talked about Italy and everybody at first was like, oh, it's because they have a really elderly population that's those are the people who are dying um, from the coronavirus but then when you hear some of the doctors talk here people are younger and younger that are having issues with it and you just look at our food and it's really it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to put it together that the reason why younger people in the U.S. would have more of a struggle with this is because we've raised them on fryer oil. Right. You know, I mean, that stuff isn't even a food. So we've raised kids on soybean oil, corn oil, vegetable oil, margarine, and, a, you know, just a whole bunch of crappy food like that. And and then lots of sugar. Yeah. So that they already have a weakened respiratory system, and this is a respiratory disease. I know. I really hope this sheds some light on the food industry and and how we feed our body. And mm. somebody, there's so many smart people right now working so hard on this. And I know somebody's got to figure this out. Someone, right. someone has got to see it and make this connection. You know, something else that I saw that I wanted to bring up was I, we were watching a story and, and someone was talking about their, their insulin needs. And, and that, you know, they were worried about getting enough insulin and they could only buy so much and they were worried about the supply uh, going down. And this is a great example of something that you can solve because if you switch to a keto or, or carnivore diet, your need for insulin dr- uh, reduces dramatically. Right. So a lot of, you know, you guys who have followed us or have messaged us that do struggle with type 1 diabetes or even type 2 diabetes, when you went on a keto diet... And even a carnivore diet, a lot of you have said you've cut your insulin usage so far down that you never thought you'd be able to do that. And some people have actually even gotten off of their insulin um, that are type 2 diabetics. And it's just something that, like we said, all these, you guys have figured it out. These chronic diseases that are part of the reason why people get really, really sick from this virus are all preventable and curable and um you know, absolutely avoidable Mm -hmm. by diet and proper nutrition. Yeah. So if you know somebody that's struggling 
uh, with getting insulin, I mean, just if, if you just try to explain to them, if you just eat different foods, you won't need that much insulin anymore, and you can feel a little more secure in you know what you have. Yeah, because that's a scary thought for someone who really doesn't understand how you know they could change their diet and maybe change how much of the the medication they need. Because mm-hmm. honestly, there are people out there that don't know they're following their doctor's recommendations. And their recommendations from the doctor are from the diabetic, you know, association. So, you know, they're kind of stuck without that information. And if maybe somebody is their point of contact that can give them that, it could change their life from here on out. Yep. Yeah, you can. Now, we want to talk about something a little more fun because there, there are winners from this whole situation. There are. There's people that are, that are winning right now and they have tiger blood. Just just like Charlie Sheen had tiger blood winning, um, Joe Exotic has apparently has tiger blood. I guess we were a little bit late to the party. By like a day or two? By like a day, yeah. (laughs) I started seeing posts about it. You started seeing them first, and then you showed it to me, and then I started seeing people say, I'm four episodes in, and I don't even know if I can watch this anymore, but I I can't look away. And I was like, oh, no, we're going to have to watch this. We're we're talking about the Tiger King. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. If you haven't watched it, I'm not going to recommend it to you, but I'm going to just say you'll be the only one that didn't see it. It is the the craziest, weirdest thing on TV right now, and, and I can't believe it's real. I can't either, but I feel like they they got the golden hour. I mean, if you have a documentary... Or something like this that comes out when everyone's on lockdown. This was like a this. I don't even know what to say for these people. This was gold for them. It, yeah, the greatest distraction in the world happened at the best time. This guy has gotten his fifteen minutes of fame for sure. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's going to spend it in prison. But hey, no. So and maybe a lot of other people. We don't know. We're not going to give it away. Mm-mm. But I did see a meme where it was like. Uh, Donald Trump and somebody was someone was whispering to him or saying something to him like, "Mr. President, the world has gone mad because of the coronavirus." And he it comes back with a thought bubble and he's he's saying, "Release the Tiger King." <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So it is a major distraction, and sometimes that's just what you need. It is like uh, you know watching the Tiger King. It's what you know we call, call a guilty pleasure. You know, it's one of those things. Um, you don't have to watch it, but it's a fun distraction. We've been watching tons of just cat an- or animal and dog we've, videos. We've reverted to cat videos. And, and TV bloopers for just 10 minutes because they're funny. And you sit there and you laugh. And if you laugh for 10 minutes, you feel better. Yeah, don't forget that laughter is absolutely one of the best medicines. It releases endorphins. And if you're not getting to go to your gym and work out, one of the next best things you can do is find something really hilarious to watch and laugh your head off. Because it actually releases some of the same hormones as you get when you work out. And it's going to be really important as we go through this next at least 30 days here in the U.S., that you maintain your sense of humor. <laughs> yes, everybody is going to have to be work really hard at maintaining a very uh, light-hearted take at what's going on because uh, you know you have really no other choice. You can't get mulled down and get so serious that you just 
you know, take yourself down a dark hole. Don't do that. Laugh about some things. Watch some things that are funny. Um, you know, try to be lighthearted. One thing that you were talking about before we got on was that that fear of missing out mm-hmm. is kind of like gone. It's gone. It's a little bit gone. Because a lot of people do things in a rush because they have a fear of missing out. Yeah. Uh, they want to get online because they want to see what someone's doing. Or they gotta, They don't take the time to do a certain thing because they want to get to the thing that's after that thing. And a lot of it, it's just a fear of missing out. You're, you're in fear that if you don't do this, you're going to miss out on something. Well, guess what? Everybody's at home. You're not missing anything. You're not missing anything right now. So take the time to, to do something like... Like Melody's, you know, was gonna was doing yoga. That's one thing that takes time that is has such a great benefit. It does, and that helps me because the breathing, the concentration, the meditation part of it, along with the physical benefit of stretching my muscles that are super tight. But um, you know that stuff. Taking a minute to watch something funny that's you know maybe something you normally don't indulge in. Just take those moments if you have them right now. If you're if you're if you're Stuck at home and you got Netflix, watch the Tiger King. It's funny. It, 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 it is. It's it's definitely going to take your mind off the coronavirus. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, uh, if you have an old, you know, a goofy project you, that you always wanted to work on. My, my dad and I have been working on a motorcycle project together. Yeah. Um, you know, working that, getting it, uh, trying to get it back to running just for fun because, you know, it's it's something to do. Yeah, and there's really not a reason to not start something new because you don't have a rush to the next thing. Right. So starting a new hobby, project, workout, you know, routine, yoga routine, whatever, you got the time um, if you're not one of the essential workers. Yeah. Or if you're not building houses. Apparently building houses is essential. Well, I didn't yeah. realize. Liquor stores are also essential. I didn't realize <laughs> that. That was one that was kind of funny to me. I do have to say, when that came out and the, it was in the list of essential businesses, I was like, huh, hmm. that's weird. Liquor stores, really. Yeah. Well, you know, what are you going to do? We're, we're not out buying liquor, so if, if yeah. people really need it, you know, hey, they can go get it. I know, I guess. But um, anyway, you got anything else? Um, I just want to want to say, you know, start something new this week. We, it's almost April 1st. We've got till April 30th. <laughs> You've got, like if you ever wanted a time of thir- a 30-day span to try something new, this is your moment to do it. Yeah. I mean, you got 30 days where you can plan it today and is there 31 days in this month? Yeah. So you got today and tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. And then what is uh, Wednesday's April 1st? It is. So by April 1st, be ready to go with a new plan and start for your 30 days and just see what can change in your life. Yeah, I know a lot of you out there have probably wanted to learn how to play the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Now you found Steve your thing. Martin when you need him. Right. But uh, yeah, that's it. We just wanted to get on here and kind of talk about things that we've done and hope you guys are doing well. Yeah. We hope you stay safe. Avoid people. I know it's a bummer. I just want to go get coffee again somewhere, sometime. Yes. Just want to uh, drink coffee. That's kind of our whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much all we do. But we really do hope that you stay safe and you, you um, make it through this and... We all will. We all will together. We all will, and we'll come on to the other side, and we'll be grateful, and we'll look back, and we'll see it as a positive experience that made us a better person. Yep, and maybe I'll be stretchier when we get done with this whole thing. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, we hope you guys are doing well. We appreciate you listening. 
Go out there, eat fat, and prosper. Thanks for listening to The Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to vtkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.